How are you doing there? Just a quickie before we start. On the Apple podcast, why don't you double click on David McWilliams Plus? It's right there when you open the podcast. You get ad free, you unlock early access. Just double click and away you go. David McWilliams Plus, you get this pure and simple. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. To understand the economy... You have to understand human nature. This podcast is powered by Acast. How are you there? It is time for the podcast. I hope all is going well. John and I are embracing ourselves for Lent, which is coming up, and we are thinking of what we're going to discuss. How we're going to we're going to change our lifestyles. We're going to be. Again, 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 again. How are you, Head? I'm very You're good. You're back from your holidays. I'm back from my holidays. I was off in Asturias, northern Spain. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to bore you with this. I know I bore you with, with all my, my travels. You never bore stuff. me, John. <laughs> it's the most beautiful part of the world, I think. It has a coastline like the Cliffs Moor, not quite as high, but even more spectacular. And then half an hour inland are snow-capped mountains. Just gorgeous. So we just spent the week exploring, walking, eating, drinking. Beautiful. 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 But I'll tell you one thing that is interesting. John is now employed by the tourist office of Gijón. Well, actually, we stayed in, in Gijón. And Did you know I used to teach kids from Gijón? Yes, yes. Many, many years ago. Well, there's no kids left. Walking around the city, and the one thing that struck me was, this place is old. They, they were all pensioners. It's a, it's a well, relatively... depopulation is a big problem in Spain. It's a huge problem. But the thing is, and where you actually see it then, is you go into these lovely villages, the whole coastline is spotted with these gorgeous fishing villages. Yeah. Picturesque, dingle-esque, and, you know, roundstone-esque. And in the middle of it, you have these derelict properties, and these properties that have been derelict for Which quite a while. you have a dingle and roundstone. Yes, you do. Yes, you, you do. do. But not quite on this scale. And I was going... Why? You know, in the height of the season, we were off season, but in the height of the season, these places are, jammers, are they? thronged, yeah. thronged yeah, yeah, with yeah. tourists. It's incredible, the dereliction. It goes from being a vacant home to, to a, a derelict. derelict. Then you can't rebuild. And this is the problem. So if we've, and we talk about dereliction a lot, if you leave properties derelict, then it hits a point where they're just too expensive. They're too expensive, yeah. And they, they, it's like decommissioning. They have to be decommissioned, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Let's pick up on that and let's start on this particular issue because I don't know, when you were away, you might have seen. the This podcast has been agitating, talking about, encouraging the state 
to address this issue of land hoarding because mm. dereliction, vacancy are all part of the same idea. And they're all part of the idea that if you do not penalise mm. the proper use of land, so you allow things to be vacant, you allow things to be derelict, right? Then what you will encourage is hoarding. Mm. And people will just simply sit on land, they will sit on assets, they will sit on houses, and they will wait until the price goes up. And they will do something even worse than that. They'll sit on them. And because the banks in our Western societies take land as collateral, you can actually turn vacant land into liquid cash by borrowing against it. Yeah. So unless and until the state penalizes vacancy and penalizes people sitting on land, you're going to have a massive housing problem. This state eventually, probably due to listening to us every week, John, of course, of course, came up with, and it's the opposite thing to do, the right thing to do, a 3% annual tax on the value of land that is not being used, that has been vacant. Yeah. And of course, surprise, surprise, all the major developers are now squealing. Mm-hmm. And they're now saying, this is unfair. This is a line in the sand moment. If our state backs down under pressure from major developers and it doesn't implement this tax, you can kiss goodbye to ever solving the housing problem. There's absolutely no doubt that this country will shift to a radical left or a radical right solution because the people who need to benefit, which are the younger people, can't find houses. Yeah. And it has to face down. This is a 2005 moment. And I say 2005 because in 2005, such a long time ago now, the likes of myself and others were on prime time and this thing saying, look, hold on a second, there is an alliance here. Yeah of developers, bankers, and the state. This is an unholy triumvirate who are foisting a scam on the population. Mm. We thought after 2008 and after everything that happened, developers would not be in the position to influence the state anymore. We are right back. This is a captured state. You know, certain countries are captured by big industries. We are captured by a land lobby. And the land lobby is everywhere. And because people own houses, the majority are tacitly going along with it. Yeah. But the consequence yeah. of that is an entire generation or two without anywhere to live. So the state needs to absolutely be firm on this, that the tax on vacant land has to be applied without any exception. And what will happen then is that people, developers who don't want to build will sell the land. Mm to those who do want to build. And it'll churn and it'll create a supply dynamic. Because this, at the moment, supply is constricted for a variety of reasons. One of them is hoarding. Yeah. And this hits hoarding in the bollocks. And this is the key. Well, this requires like a paradigm shift. So this tax, this 3% tax yeah. is a great start, but it is a paradigm shift. Because you, as you were saying that because all homeowners... You, be Lots of people listen to the podcast, yeah? Absolutely. They're invested in land in one way or the other. In housing. So in housing, yeah. but in land. Yeah. So that takes a paradigm shift, a cultural shift, because up until of late, we have always been encouraged to own property, to buy property yeah. and all that. So but, it's, but, it's, a huge, it's a huge shift. Well, it's not, it is, but it's not really. So if you think, right, okay, you can still... The key to having, if you're into this, mm. home-owning democracy yeah. is in the title. Yeah. It's homes, right? So in order to have a home-owning democracy, you have to have homes for people to buy, yeah. right? Now, whether you and I 
may disagree or agree with this, but this is a bedrock of this society, right? Yeah. In order to have the homes, you need to have the homes built. In order to have the homes built, yeah. you need to have Absolutely. somebody building. In order to have somebody building, you need somebody who owns the land, selling the yeah. land or developing it. So it's all of a piece. This tax is the essence of Georgism, which we talk about all the yeah. time, right? Which is a sign. Henry George. Henry George, that the key to solving the housing problem worldwide, not just here, is encouraging the use of land and dissuading the hoarding of land. That's the key. Yeah. This tax goes to the root of this. It's an incredibly brave tax, I would say, for a Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil government who've largely been in bed with developers over the yes, years, right? Of course they have, yeah. So they've changed, right? Because they know that the, they're not going to get elected unless they fix this. And now, of course, you have all these big developers employing big lawyers, law firms, barristers, mm. trying to gum up the system. So what they're going to do is they're going to contend every single issue. Can I ask you then, because the, the, this 3% tax is on zoned residential land. It is ultimately on zoned residential land. So, so what the, some of these guys are trying to do now is kind of trying to dezone it. Of course they are. And that's awful. So they've got the zoning and now they're saying, oh, we don't want it. And, so then, and, then, put, and then put it across as, no, this is agricultural land yeah, or nonsense. whatever. It's nonsense. So basically what, what we have, it's like everything in Ireland, the state has come out with a draft plan, mm. right? Now, a draft plan is typically regarded. If you, for example, if I'm writing a book, you don't... Yes, yeah, yeah. The draft is your best effort and then you improve on it. Yes. Right, that's the, yeah, the draft yeah, yeah. is there. You improve, the editor comes down, they say, take that out, take that out. Yeah, the, but, the razor blade comes out. Yeah, and the, and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 the big red things, that's yeah. right, that's right. Okay, yeah. so that's the draft. That's the purpose of a draft is for something to be improved on. Right. In Ireland, the purpose of a draft is something to be destroyed. To be watered down. To be watered down, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. to do is they're trying to get the council all over Ireland to look at the draft map and to readjust it to their liking. Yeah. And what we've got to say is, no, no, you had your time. You, you had your time in 2008, you destroyed the economy. You destroyed the banking system. You got into bed with the government. You destroyed this place. We had austerity, we had yeah. a bailout, we had all sorts of things because of you. Yes. And now you're back squealing for a 3% tax on your wealth, which is phenomenal. At a time when we're worried about wealth inequality, when we're worried about accommodation, when we're worried about the whole, what I would call the gelling agent, the adhesive that binds the economy together, society, is that as many people as possible have a stake. Mm. Not just rich people, yeah. but as many people as possible. You may regard accommodation as having a stake. You have a stake in the society. These guys are hoovering up everybody else's stake, and now they're saying, do you know what? This tax is unfair on us. These are multi-millionaires. These are people who own, these are these are the richest people in society. Absolutely. But but if Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael water down this bill, they are gone and, and Sinn Féin are in. And we don't have that democracy that you're talking about. We don't have that home-owning democracy. But having said that, how much do you think or... How likely do you think that this will be watered down, but still held up as, see, we did something. Here's here's our, our act. That here's our going. act, and, and it's, it's symbolic and it's totemic. No, yeah. I think that it's very clear now that what will happen in Ireland is what always happens. 
there will be a lobbyist fest. There are people now rubbing their hands, okay? Yeah. PR people, lobbyists, yeah. Yeah. influencers, all those sort of things, thinking, ah, look at this. There's going to be a massive, massive gig for me, which is bending the ear of the political class to try and change this taxation on behalf of the very rich. Right? This always happens. Yeah. Lawyers, accountants, all sorts, right? They're going to be coming up. As we speak, there are people with draft maps of Dublin on their desks, mm. right? Trying to rezone things, trying to dezone, rezone, etc. right? Gerrymandering. Gerrymandering, exactly. Exactly. This, yeah. is, this is exactly what it is. It is yeah. Do you know there was a bloke called Gerrymander? <laughs> Isn't that mad? It was in Boston in the 1850s. Yes. Hey, Jerry, Gerrymander. <laughs> this one goes out to you, Jerry. <laughs> big big up to Jerry, yeah, exactly. Give it up for Jerry. Anyway, but it's exactly, it's, it's exactly the same idea, right? That if... This country wants to be serious about fixing the housing problem. It needs to be serious about creating the environment where hoarding is not a slam dunk for the very wealthy. Mm. In order to do that, you need to increase the penalty on hoarding. The way to do that is you increase this tax and you stick with it. And if you do that over time, all the amazing thing about the economics of Henry George about land site value taxes and taxes on sites in general, is there is no economist either on the left or the right that believes it's a bad idea. It's the one tax that almost all economists believe this is the right thing to do. And for so long, the owners of land have influenced policy to such a degree that they have destroyed the hopes of the generation coming behind them. So, So now we have an example of a government that says, okay, we're going to do something about it. Okay, hold up there just for a sec, and we'll come back to it just after this. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So this is a, actually an opportunity to increase land value tax 
or introduce a land value introduce tax. It, yeah. And and you could actually reduce income tax to balance it out. Well, this is the nirvana. This is where you play really proper politics. You say, hold on a second. We are going to introduce a wealth tax because we understand that wealth inequality is the problem in Ireland. Mm. So income inequality is actually, we've because of the tax system, because of the social welfare system, we've done quite well in that, in European context. Mm. Number one, it addresses wealth inequality. But number two, you could also say, and how we're going to sell this is the revenue we raise, yeah. we're going to take off the income tax of the average dude. Yeah. And suddenly you have a win-win situation. Quite why the state doesn't do that amazes me. Even on an optics idea. Yeah. You might say, look, we're not going to raise so much money, but the bits that we are going to raise, we're going to actually take off your income tax or your VAT or whatever tax you think impacts on the average mm. person most so, egregious. So, so then you have, as you say, a win-win. So you hit inequality. Yep. You hit the, the cost of living crisis. Yep. You bring down the cost of land, which is a huge part of the cost of And you, you bring more land into use. Yeah, it's It seems beautiful. To me, but, yeah, beautiful. But nobody is talking in this joined up way in Ireland. Right. Right. You're not seeing this. Well, that's kind on, of typical, isn't it? You're not seeing this on your, you know, your prime times or your this, that and the other, right? So nobody's actually making this joined up case. Yeah. So what we get then is developers going, oh, but look, you know, we're being affected badly. And they will create a very, very good story. And they will talk about maps and there'll be all this zone and this agriculture. You better believe it. They will they will tell a very, very good story on this thing. Mm. But at the core, at the core is for the first time in my life, a government trying to do the right thing, which is to understand the basic idea that when you strip everything back of construction costs and the cost of labor and this and that and the other, what we have is Ireland is the least densely populated country in Western Europe with the exception of Norway. Okay, think about this. Mm. And we have amongst the highest land prices. So there's something wrong. So it means that at the core of the land market is gummed up. Now, why is it gummed up? Because that land on which this least densely populated tribe of Irish people live is not being made available to the tribe. Why is it not being made available to the tribe? Because it's been hoarded by land developers. Now, if we ignore that, they will just simply sit on it, right? It's this idea. You remember we, we talked about, sometimes they call it the, the commons, the tyranny of the commons, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer to call it the paradox of aggregation. But it's the same idea. Yes. That is what is good for the individual is not good always for the collective, right? Mm. So what is good for the collective here is that we make land available. Now, who pays for that? A number of individuals who happen to be developers. But what happens is that if we back down on this, this will be good for the developer, which in effect is a land speculator. Developer is too glorious a title. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You develop. Yeah. But if you're sitting on land, you don't develop. You're a land speculator. Let's call a spade a spade. And what is good for the land speculator is never good for the collective. Mm. Right. And what is good for the land speculator is paid for by the collective. Now, what they're saying, interestingly, if you read any articles about it, they're saying, oh, well, this will just increase the price of land and then we're just going to have to pass it on to the consumer and ultimately the homeowner will pay. But that's total nonsense because that doesn't understand the dynamic. The dynamic is that when land becomes available, when supply becomes looser, the price falls for everybody. 
And all they're arguing now is, oh, we're just going to pass it on. Mm. But they won't pass it on because ultimately what they will do is, if you are sitting on land and there's a 3% wealth tax, you then have to have a second thought about what you do with it. At the moment, you've no second thought. You just sit in it. You, you, you buy it. Yeah. You bank it. Yeah. You sit in it. Okay. All around Ireland, there's huge land banks. They're even called land banks. Mm. Think about it, right? <laughs> now what the state yeah. is saying, you're not going to rest easy every day as an owner because you now have a choice. Do I develop? Do I not develop? Mm. Do I build? Do I not build? And of course, a significant minority of those people will sell on the land to somebody who wants to develop. And that's yeah. where you generate the dynamic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is what it's all about. But are they going to come back though with, and I'm just coming from the developer's perspective here, are they going to come back with the argument that, okay, let's bring this piece of land into use and we're going to build 100 houses or whatever it is, but we don't have the workers. We don't have yeah, the builders yeah, to do that, it. That's, that's, that's Irish whataboutery. Yeah, I know. What but, about the, but, but this is part of the, the argument. Yeah, but then the price of land will fall even better. That's the great thing, right? Yeah. If they say, well, we're going to bring it into use, but we don't have the workers. Well, tough luck. Tough luck. Wait, wait until you have the workers and the land price will fall. The key now is that part of the overall problem in Ireland is the price of land is too expensive, number one, and the amount of land is restricted, number but the, two. But the cost of, of building will go up because of the lack of workers. I, I don't see how, how that will happen. If you decide that we don't have enough workers, right? Well, then you advertise. You get workers. I mean, there's immigration, there's people everywhere. There's people want to work everywhere, right? This is all part of the Irish approach to, we can't do that because of taxation, because of a lack of workers, because of this. At the end of the day, economics fixes these problems, right? This is the funniest thing is that yeah. the market fixes these problems. And one of the problems at the moment is the market isn't being allowed work in Ireland because of hoarding, right? Right. So if you then penalise hoarding, you allow the market to work. Now, what will happen is lots of developers who bought land, let's say 10 years ago, will now sell it because they don't want to pay the tax. Mm. That's exactly what we want. And they might give it to smaller developers, to small builders, or they mightn't develop at all, in which case the price of land falls. And why will the price of land fall? Because keeping the land means you're going to be taxed. So they'll offload loads of land. And that's where you want to be. That's exactly where you want to be. The only people who will be against this are people who are just about to rezone agricultural land to residential because they're hoping for a massive windfall, mm. right? That massive windfall is now going to be taxed. I also think, I also think that the government could do one better, which would be the following. That windfall, which accrues to the owner from the state changing the designation should go to the state. So if you have right, right yeah, yeah, if you have a piece yeah. of agricultural land yeah. worth 10 grand, and I, a bureaucrat, says that's now going to be residential land, it's now worth 100 grand, why should you get the 90 grand? Yeah. Why should you? You shouldn't get the 90 grand. That windfall has to go back to the state. Because then, of course, a proportion can go to the owner, but not the whole thing. Mm. And the proportion goes to the state because it has been magically revalued by the state. And what is the state? The state is us. The state is taxpayers. The state is citizens. The state mm. is potential future citizens. So your wealth has not been generated by any great, you know, it's not as if you've come up with a great innovation. You just sat on land, waited, agitated for rezoning, waited and the problem got so acute like now that the state has to rezone and bang, you get a windfall. But the state has made the land 
yes. valuable, yeah. not you. Yeah, yeah. So that should go back. So you do these things. So the 3% tax, no exceptions, the draft not watered down, but made concrete. Yeah. Right, number one. Number two, rezoning cannot only go to the owner of land. It has to go back to the state. And what you then do is you find, and when I say go back to the state, it can go back to the state and the state can say, well, okay, on this new rezoned place, we're going to build a public park, we're going to build a football team, mm. football pitch, we're going to build a library, we're going to build whatever we want, right? Mm. We're going to do all these things with the windfall that has accrued to the landowner. And then the landowner has a choice, well, do you just sit in it or not? But if they sit on it, they pay the 3% tax. And let me ask you this then. So, so that's that's the land. What about derelict properties? Does that fall under the same... Uh, Absolutely the same thing, because okay. dereliction is vandalism. Yeah. Dereliction is just vandalism. Yeah. Absolutely now, it is. And as I was saying earlier, if you leave something derelict for long enough, it our becomes... City, our cities are derelict. Our yeah. towns are derelict. Yeah. And it's vandalism. And I've always said that dereliction is not a problem of poverty, it's a problem of wealth. Because only the truly wealthy can afford to allow an asset, like a piece of land or a house in the middle of a town, become derelict, mm. right? So you have to be incredibly wealthy to look the other way as your assets depreciate in value. Mm. So consequently, if everybody says, oh, dereliction's a problem of poverty, it's a problem of wealth. Yeah. It's a problem too many assets concentrated in two fields. Now, lots of people will say, oh, well, it's a, it's a granny who died or an auntie who died and there's a problem of probate and there's a problem of this, that. Yes. But the way in which you actually focus people's minds, like a tax, is you make inactivity expensive, right? So if it's a probate thing, it's a family, they're rowing over granny's house, right? Yeah. Just say, well, okay, off you, you can row away, but we're going to put a 3% tax you're going to pay. Very yeah. soon, families will come around together, kitchen table, and they sort it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason they're not sorting it out, there's no actual cost. So the cost of inactivity is zero. Yeah. But the cost to society of inactivity, of dereliction, is enormous. Because what happens with dereliction is this, what they used to call in the old days, the broken windows theory. That if you allow a building on a main street become derelict, it encourages more dereliction. Dereliction spreads like a virus. Yeah. And you can get whole zones of villages and towns become derelict. Why? Because the first dereliction gives the permission for the second dereliction, the third, and then suddenly it's a part of town people don't want to go to. People yeah. don't want to put a shop there. Like, we are not particularly keen in this neck of the woods. Then you get social problems. You get violence. You it's get, a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So dereliction begets more dereliction. Vacancy begets more vacancy. And it's all sourced in the fact that what I would call antisocial behavior, right? What I believe is antisocial behavior is allowing a building become derelict. That to me mm. is a two fingers to the community, okay? And in order to change antisocial behavior on the part of landowners, because another way you would say antisocial behavior is young fellas drinking, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Much greater antisocial behavior is rich people allowing the environment to become derelict and allowing cities and towns to be hollowed out because they couldn't be arsed doing something with their property. What you do then is say, okay, that's cool. But now it's going to cost you 3% yeah. of the value of that every year. It's a lot of money. Well, I was going to say, is 3% enough? Well, if it's not enough, you increase it. But I think it's enough. I think you start there. Mm. But the thing is you implement. So you don't do what Irish people have always done is let's have a little sort of caveat and let's have a little yeah. exemption and, you know, I'm the, you basically, this is it. 
And what you're saying to then future landowners, like big funds that are buying yeah. land, this is part of the tax. This is the new reality. Yeah. You incorporate that into your little spreadsheets. You know, spread, spreadsheet Johnny. You incorporate yeah. the tax into your thing. This is what it's going to cost you. And we, we go from there. Now, what will happen is certain people will develop and they'll say, okay, there's an extra cost, right? And that extra cost is going to be in the final price of the apartment. That will happen, mm. no doubt. But what's much more likely to happen is over time, the dynamic is that land will be freed up. The price of land will fall. The availability of land will increase. And everyone benefits. Mac, before we go, go, there is there is something that you want to say, I believe. Well, 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 well. Lucy, Lucy McWilliams? Yes, indeed. Our Lucy is having a live gig. First live gig in Dublin on the 23rd Solo of March. Gig. Solo gig in the Workman's Club. No, there's a, there's a, there's a few bands. There's a few bands. There's a lot, right. lots of our mates in the Workman's Club, and which is in a great venue down on yeah, the Keys. Yeah, it is brilliant. Down yeah, the yeah, Keys. Yeah. Tickets to Ticketmaster. We'll be there. Uh, sure will. We'll be there. Embarrassing her. <laughs> Saying, Play the one your dad likes. <laughs> but anyway, it's Lucy McWilliams, 23rd of March, Workman's Club, Thursday night. Ticketmaster.ie. See you there. Here's a little taster.
Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.